Welcome to the Living Hope Parent Gathering Podcast. The Parent Gathering is a weekly meeting of parents who are being trained for family discipleship through instruction and small group discussion. Listen now as we discuss principles for discipling your children. Let's go ahead and open up in prayer before we dive into this time and just ask the Lord to be with us as uh, we continue on in our book study. So let's pray. Dear Lord, we're just so thankful for another day in your house, another day to come together to fellowship and to learn more about you. Lord, I pray that you would be with us during this time. Lord, make your presence known in this room. And Lord, I pray that the words that I speak would not just be what I have prepared, but what you would have for us to hear this morning. And Lord, we're here to celebrate the... uh, and give uh, praise to you for the baptisms that we witnessed this morning. Lord, what an amazing thing to see our children come to know you in a, each in a unique way. And uh, Lord, we just celebrate that today. So be with us in everything that we do and be, be careful to give you all of the praise and all the glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so today we're continuing processing through this book that we've done this summer. Ten questions every teen should ask and answer about Christianity. And of course, even though you might not have a teen in your house yet, these are all topics that are applicable in our lives as parents, whether we have these conversations with our children now or as they get a little bit older. And as you all know, our middle school and our high school students and ministries have been going through that book study this summer as well. And so today we're going to discuss, does God care when we hurt? Is he here and in in our pain with us? So how can we believe that God is full of power and love when he allows wars to break out and families to break up and kids to get bullied and get sick and then even to see babies die? Those are many questions that we may have personally asked over the years or questions that we've heard other people ask as well. How can we make sense of that? Well, John writes in his gospel about Lazarus in chapter 11 Lazarus' sisters, Mary and Martha, they were two of Jesus' closest friends, along with Lazarus as well. When Lazarus was very ill, Mary and Martha sent word to Jesus and said, Lord, he who you love is ill. Instead of coming right away, those of us that know the story know that Jesus did not. He stayed two more days before he actually came. But John's account says that because Jesus loved his friends, he didn't come because he loved his friends, he didn't come. So again, from our perspective, that doesn't make any sense. If you had the power to help a friend or a family member who was sick or in need, and you heard about it, would we not just drop everything and immediately go to that family member or friend to help? But John says that because Jesus loved his friends, he didn't come. In fact, Jesus waited until Lazarus was dead And then he came. So what can we learn from this? There are times when God allows us to suffer. Not because he doesn't love us, but because he does. And we may not understand it at the time. Have there been times in your lives when it just didn't seem like God was listening or answering prayers? Because we think if God loves us and he's in charge, that it would make sense that if we prayed for those sad things or unhappy things to go away, that he would just take those out of our lives when we ask. And you know, and sometimes he does, but sometimes he doesn't. 
And I'm sure if I walked around and asked each of you, you all could share times and experiences of where you've experienced both of those things, where you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God heard your prayer and He answered. And then there's other times where you went through deep pain and suffering, or you watched someone else you love so dearly go through that, and you felt like God was so far away. Well, Jesus not coming when Mary and Martha ask is not the end of that story. When Jesus does come, Martha still believes that Jesus can heal her brother even though he's been dead for days. Jesus says to Martha, your brother will rise again. Well, Martha knows that that's true because she knew that all those who were in Christ would rise in the resurrection on the last day. But she was thinking, but what about now? I know he'll rise again one day, but what about now? But instead, Jesus looked into her eyes and he says these words, which are familiar to a lot of us. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. And he asked her, do you believe this, Martha? So instead in that moment of giving, giving Martha what she wanted, Jesus tells her that what she needs most is not Lazarus, but Jesus himself. So let's think about that. Sometimes it's a hard pill to swallow. How many times do we pray and want the power of God to move in a way that answers our prayers, but we really aren't thinking about what does God want in this, or what do we want, do we want to serve God and honor God in through this? We think, well, he has the power to do it, so we just want him to do it. We want to be able to use His power to get what we want. So think about it another way. Do we want the gift more than the giver? Hmm. I want to read this section from the book regarding prayer. And it says, sometimes we think of prayer like a vending machine. We put the coin of prayer in the machine, press the number for the thing that we want, and expect it to drop into our hands. If God really loves us, surely He'll give us the things we desire. When we don't get what we ask for, we think the machine is broken. But God is not the means to an end. He is the end. He's not a vending machine. He's not just the greatest gift giver of the world. He is the greatest gift. And He meets us most tenderly in our suffering. So I thought that was a good way of thinking about prayer. Because so, most often we go to God asking for things, not asking for His will and just that we want to serve Him most of all. Like Mary and Martha, we can cry out to God in our suffering. He hears us in our suffering. And by, in fact, the book of Psalm is full of stories of people crying out to God and asking why isn't He helping them. I've been there before, at the feet of Jesus, begging for something, whether it's something I wanted or healing for someone I love so dearly. And at some point, we'll all find ourselves there asking and begging for something and wondering, are you listening? Are you there? Why isn't he answering? But how did Jesus respond to Mary and Martha's pain and suffering? Well, a lot of us know a John eleven thirty five, 35, and our children will say, if they're memorizing a verse, it's the shortest verse in the Bible, right? And it says, Jesus wept. But there's a lot of power and a lot of meaning behind those two words. Even though Jesus had the power to come and to heal Lazarus before he died, and even though Jesus knew he had the power to raise Lazarus from the dead, in that moment, in their sadness, he sat with his friends in their pain and in their suffering, 
and felt that pain along with them. Jesus is not a faraway God. He is watching us and close to us in our suffering. He's the God who steps into our suffering. He doesn't just stand there and watch. He steps in to our suffering. The prophet Isaiah calls him a man of sorrows because of what he endured. And we see in the Gospels how Jesus hurts for hurting people. Again, he steps into it. He doesn't just ignore it. So in September, we're actually going to do a two-week series on pain and suffering and how to walk our children through those times in their lives when it's so hard um, to understand why they would be going through what they're going through. And even they've seen us go through a lot of pain and suffering as well. But I want you all to know today that in Jesus, we find the one person who knows all of our heartache and all of our pain. When our kids come to us and they don't understand the pain and suffering that they're going through and why they're experiencing it, we can tell them and let them know that Jesus truly understands. Why does he understand? Because of what he endured. We forget that a lot of times, that he was abandoned by his closest friends. Those that he trusted the most turned their back on him during his hardest times. He was beaten by strangers, stripped, abused, and hung on a cross to die. There are no wounds of ours that he cannot touch. He knows the ends of the story. He knows how it ends, that he will make all things new. But yet, you know, and he could sit on his throne and look down and go, ah, get over it, what you're dealing with. This is small potatoes. You didn't experience what I experienced. And I know how the end of the story is going to go. It's going to end well, so just endure. It's going to be okay. No, he doesn't do that. He weeps with us when we weep. So if you're trusting in Jesus, you can be sure that any suffering you or your kids experience is not because he doesn't love you, but because he does. Surely, if he was willing to suffer and die on the cross for our sins and for all of us, surely we can trust him with our most terrible hurts. Oh, how he loves us. Do you believe it? It's true. So the question at the beginning, does God care when we hurt? Is he there in our pain? He is. He is. If you'll just trust in him. So you all have some discussion questions to go over that as well. Again, sometimes those are words that are easy to hear. <laughs> and we know it's true. We know it's true. But do we know it's true? We know it's true in our head. But do we know it's true in our hearts? And so as you discuss those questions and even think about and share experiences where God has been with you during those darkest days, those are ways we can also help our children when they experience those tough times as well. So let's close in prayer and then you all can head on into your groups. Dear Lord, we're so grateful for your word. How you don't just tell us like it's going to be, but you give us so many experiences and so many examples of how others trusted you as well and how you walked with them through their pain. So Lord, I pray you be with this entire group today. I know all of our stories are all so different and unique, but yet yeah, all of us at some point in our, t our lives, whether we already have or will, will experience great grief and suffering and pain. So I pray that you would just be with us. I pray that you would grow us in our relationship with you and a greater passion to be in your word so we know, not just in our minds, but in our heart, that you truly are with us and walk with us every step of the way. We love you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thanks for listening to the Parent Gathering Podcast. We invite you to join us at 9.30 on Sunday mornings in room 215, where we will have opportunities for discussion among other parents. For more information about Living Hope Next Gen Ministries, go to livehopeful.com.